0: Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Today, I'm joined by two close friends and moms-to-be who are navigating pregnancy together. While their pregnancy experience has been similar, their birth plans aren't. One is a model and television host who got her start with UFC, just like me. And one is a successful photographer who specializes in headshots and editorials and all sorts of artsy things. Ariane Celeste and Rochelle Monet, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Good to be Thanks.
0: here. Thanks. Exciting. Um, yeah, really, there's five of us on the podcast today.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You each have a passenger. <laughs> and uh before we get into these pregnancies uh, where are you each from and how did you meet Ariani? let's start with you since you're almost due we have to get it out before your baby comes out
1: <laughs> so i am from originally las vegas nevada i moved out here to la probably 10 years ago and i met rochelle actually it was in london and she was dancing and twirling around and i was just like who's that girl she looks like fun <laughs> <laughs> and we just hit it off and we've just been talking ever since and it was like i feel like over 10 years ago
0: wait you were just having to both be in london for travel and
1: she went to watch a fight i went to work a fight for ufc
0: oh so you met at the fight
1: yeah yeah through a mutual friend
0: oh got you so vegas to la what brought you to la
1: um just i wanted to pursue at the time acting and hosting I ended up liking hosting better but yeah had to move to LA for all the normal things being a a big star
0: (laughs) yeah I think all the abnormal things are back home in Vegas
1: the abnormal things yes Uh, now it's actually kind of boring in Vegas to be honest it's very normal off the strip very suburban life so I grew up very normal (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not the image you get. As soon as you told me you're from Vegas, I was like, show me a card trick or something.
1: <laughs> but, no. I really gambled, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I got the Jewish anxiety. I can't gamble. I'm just, I can't even look when they spin the wheel or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Rochelle, where are you from originally?
2: I'm from Denver, Colorado, the mountains. Well, not the mountains, but the Mile High City. And I moved to Los Angeles about 10 years ago, too. 2008. So a little over 10 years ago, and I originally moved there also for acting, but then, you know, started to do photography.
0: Wait a second, but did you have an interest in photography before acting? No?
2: No, I didn't. Actually, my fiance, my partner, he's the one who got me into photography because he was doing photography and then he taught me, and I was originally just going to do it to like shoot people's headshots and just have like a side job from acting, but then I started to really get into shooting and then started a business and then didn't really have time for the acting hmm. and started like trying to do my business, run my business. So then I just started to focus on photography and I, yeah.
0: What do you mostly shoot?
2: So I do a lot of headshots, but I also do like a lot of editorial. Like last year I shot Ariani's calendar I've done like swimsuit campaigns, and I've just I've done like a lot of like Instagram influencers.
0: Yeah, yesterday I started to look for somebody to shoot my calendar.
2: (laughs) I would only take somebody
0: who twirls and dances and bobs around a lot. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't know why you were twirling and bobbing around, but that is so your personality.
1: (laughs) We were out of the nightclub. I'm more reserved. I feel like so. I was like sitting, sipping my drink. And she was just, like, twirling around, like, having the best time. I was like, I have to know this girl. So- I love
2: dancing. I- I'm a dancer.
0: <laughs> Do you know I used to be a big dancer? Oh, really? Yeah. I've only okay. danced twice, but I felt big <laughs> both times. I felt really big, actually. <laughs> so I stopped doing it. I really I have a close relationship with UFC. I was working out in the gym one day. It was pretty much the only day. And a guy, like, backs into me at the gym and we started talking for a little bit and he was a ufc kind of fighter and he's like hey you want to work out with me i don't have a workout partner and I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, look, look, well, let's put on these gloves and we can like box a little bit with each other and we can do some kickboxing. And I was like, no way, you're a UFC fighter. I eat donuts. But the, he was like a tiny little guy who was like 115 pounds. He's like, trust me, if anybody has to worry, it's me because I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. If you just accidentally hit me or fall on me, I'm in trouble. And so we started to work out together. And he got me really like, really good shape with all these like, jump rope things. The first time I did it, I couldn't get like more than three jumps before I'd trip myself and fall on my face. By the end of it it was like five, 600 skips in a row with a little bit of footwork. But anyway, back to you. That was my UFC story. What's yours?
1: (laughs) My UFC story is I was just paying my way through college and I needed a job and my agency sent me on audition and UFC was looking for an octagon girl and I got chosen. And then after like a few events, They kept asking me to come back and then finally they offered a long-term deal so i've literally been with the company probably like 14 years now oh wow yeah that
0: was a long time are the rings octagon shape where's that term come from
1: so, yeah, they fight in an octagon, so I call it an octagon. I know people say ring girls, but I always say octagon girl.
0: Me too. I always say octagon girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's classier.
0: <laughs> but it's a it's a weird shape. Do you walk around the outside or the inside?
1: We walk around the outside.
0: Like as a stop sign shape?
1: Yes. <laughs> <In that>
0: pattern? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there training for it?
1: There's no training, but you definitely have to be able to represent the company in the best light. You know, talk about the sport, do interviews. You're kind of like the spokesmodel of UFC. Oh, that's cool. You do like um, fan events and all kinds of stuff.
0: 14 years was a long time. They must like you.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty responsible. I'm always on top of my game, try to stay in shape. So, yeah
0: did working UFC, I mean, it looks like you traveled with them quite a bit. Did it open up other doors for you?
1: Yeah, it definitely opened up other doors and it like gave me the confidence to move to LA, I think. Not only because I had like a steady job, but also just like being in a bikini in front of a bunch of people, like kind of gives you like a confidence boost. So I was like, okay, I can go to LA now and pursue what I want to pursue. So I came here and I signed with an agency and I did a bunch of like magazine covers and all kinds of stuff. So it's definitely opened so many doors for me, so.
0: First of all, I had a dream that I was in a bikini in front of a bunch of people and did not boost my confidence at all. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I took extra Zoloft. But I mean, you guys have a, like a shooter shooty relationship.
1: Yeah, she's shot me a lot. I love her photos, they're beautiful. Um, shot you a few, would you say? I don't know. Oh you've shot each other? Maybe not. Wait what? Like on your camera, have I taken your camera and like shot you? Maybe a few times. Oh yeah in the desert. Mm -hmm. Joshua Tree. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For girlfriend box. Yeah.
2: But we Yeah it turned me into a model. Yeah. Photographer. (laughs) We were friends before
1: anything. Yeah.
0: Professional. Yeah. And do you guys consider yourselves to be similar or opposites attract?
1: Uh, mm. I think a little bit of both.
2: Yeah, I think we're similar, but I also think that we're
1: different. very different in some ways, but very similar. We're both like super loving, passionate. I'm more of like a dominant protector type. She's more of like a nurture protector type. I think. Like I'm always like ready to fight someone if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
2: always ready to hug. Someone.
0: Hug. Oh, uh, this is this totally could be an animated series. i see it coming together i mean now you're similar because you both have that same bump
2: yeah crazy
0: all of us really (laughs) (laughs) all right look i'm gonna take a little break i want to find out about each of your pregnancies and how it's going and then after that what you're planning for birth don't go anywhere we'll be right back with Ariane celeste and rochelle monet Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. We're talking to Ariane and Rochelle. Okay, so Ariani, you're ahead by like seven weeks or so, something like that?
2: Yeah, seven weeks.
0: But Rochelle's catching up.
2: Yeah.
0: Every week she's getting a little closer. Oh, wow. Yeah, we can't see it, but you're starting a show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's go to the beginning. Were you ready? Were you like, let's have a kid now?
1: Um, I was not this year we were planning on traveling and we had like four trips already planned and then we found out we were pregnant and then. how did you find out? Um, well, it was actually kind of emotional. I was emotional over the Kobe Bryant passing yeah. and I'm not a sports yeah. fan and <laughs> I don't know much about Kobe Bryant. I just know he was an amazing athlete but i found myself like getting emotional about it and i don't cry very easily oh so i was talking to my mom and she's like oh you're very emotional you might want to take a pregnancy test and i'm <laughs> like he's just been waiting for me to be pregnant so she was like hoping for it so i was like okay maybe i should and then i did and then we found out and everything changed
0: more emotions
1: yeah a lot of emotions And then, so I found out end of January and then beginning of March is when like all the pandemic and stuff happened. So the beginning of my pregnancy, I think it was at first a little bit nerve wracking, but as it progressed, I was very happy to be home, to have time to myself and to spend it with my partner and just like enjoy every minute of it really, because I'm always on the go. So
0: did you stop working for pregnancy
1: um i worked all up until march like events but Mm -hmm. luckily like i do social media stuff too so i'm able to work from home pretty much work from wherever really so the events stopped for me but everything else i've been super busy this whole pregnancy so
0: they stopped because of the pandemic or they stopped because of the pregnancy
1: they stopped because of the pandemic and then Mm -hmm. by the time They started up, they started up like maybe two months ago or something. I was already showing. So yeah, I wasn't going to walk around in a bikini with a bump. So
0: would they have wanted that? (laughs) I mean, people love pregnancy. They're really uh, fascinated by pregnancy.
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: They wouldn't have. Yeah. But you didn't want to.
1: No, I didn't. For safety precautions too. I didn't want to travel being pregnant with the baby. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. And how has pregnancy been for you, first, second, third trimester?
1: The first trimester was very emotional and hormonal and moody. I wasn't used to having to slow down. So I had to like talk to myself and be gentle with myself and um, just listen to my body. And then the second trimester was great. I felt like there were times where I forgot that I was pregnant. I was like, okay, you need to slow down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me <to> calm down. <laughs> but I was back to working out and doing everything that I love. And then the third trimester has been back to slowing down. My body hurts a lot because of the extra weight. But other than that, I think I've had a really beautiful pregnancy. Not a lot of nausea or anything like that. So I just feel really lucky. It's been great. <laughs>
0: um- I mean, it's really nice that you get to enjoy it. And, you know, there's some silver lining to pandemic that you get to settle down and chill out for a little bit. There's just no pressure to go anywhere. But I did have this question. Some people love the body changes during pregnancy. Some people hate them. Some people are just in between about it. I mean, your body kind of is your career for a long time. How are the changes for you? I know they're uncomfortable. Um, You started small and put on the same Typical way that other people do. But when you start small, that's a much bigger percentage. But how did it feel to you, like, look-wise and feel-wise?
1: Look-wise and feel-wise. I definitely was a bit nervous about growing and expanding and everything. But I think I was mostly worried about stretch marks and preventing those. So I've been, like, really diligent with, like, my creams and all that. And I've been told that it's, like, a hereditary thing. So my mom doesn't have them thank god so we'll see so far so good but i just believe in the power of positive thinking and i think that if you're already a fit person you're more than likely able to like bounce back and stuff so i'm just trying to be positive about it and not like speak those negative things into existence Because my body is my job and it's been my job for 14 years. So I think if I went the other way, I would be like obsessing over it every day and it wouldn't be healthy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you see it and feel amazed at all? Like about how it's able to do what it's doing?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely amazed by the female body and the fact that you can grow a little human. And
0: You have a little passenger in there. It's crazy. Yeah. I'll never have it. But the closest I ever come to like feeling kicks is I guess when my toddlers come in bed with us and <laughs> they always put their legs where your belly is. Hopefully belly sometimes lower. They hit below the belt and then
1: they do. <laughs>
0: I've woken up at 2.30 in the morning, jumped out of bed and squealed like a Mickey Mouse. Anyway, back to you guys. So, uh Rochelle, let's talk about you. Were you planning? Were you like, hey, now is a great time to have a baby?
2: It wasn't. Planning. I think maybe the year before I decided to get off of birth control because my partner and I, my fiancé and I, we've been together for six years now, I want to say. And, you know, I'm 30s now. So I was just like, if it happens, it happens. So it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was crazy because I ended up, this was like after the whole quarantine. So then I find out. So I can't go to the doctors to go double check. So I ended up taking like nine different pregnancy tests. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: they should come as a bouquet. Nobody trusts the first two.
2: <laughs> so it was like the first test, it was two, right? So yeah. I, I ended up doing the digital. There's a digital one and then there's one, the one with the line. So I did the digital one. The digital one says yes. And then the line, the second time I did it, there was only one line, which means no. Not pregnant.
0: Oh, no. Not so you pregnant. had a by So more. then
2: I was... Right, so I was so confused, and then... They I do
0: thought... them on purpose, so you buy another set. Exactly. <laughs>
2: there so should yeah, be a third a one other...
0: that like just reads it to you.
2: Right, like, yes, you are pregnant.
0: You <laughs> should be able to pick a celebrity voice who tells you that you're knocked up or not.
2: Yeah. I wish I, I knew how to do a celebrity voice.
0: I can only do one impression. It's uh, Southern California people taking off their shoes. I just kick my right leg <laughs> and kick my left leg. <laughs> <laughs> I could, so, Kermit, T. frog here. That's my only one. There you go. Thank you. There
2: you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did another one. Same thing happened.
0: What? Oh, you did
2: both yeah. again? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So then I sent the picture to Ari. I was like, Ari, like, this is so confusing. And then she was like, it literally looks like there's a faded line in there, like a second one. Then I looked closer and I was like, oh, it was a little bit faded, but you could barely see it. So yeah. I still wasn't convinced. So I was like, okay let's do this, but let's wait a week. So then I bought another set. It had three in it. So then, you know, the digital came out. Yes. And then the other two with the lines, they both had a second line, but it was so, so, so faded still. So anyways, so I ended up taking nine pregnancy tests and then finally... I was brave enough to go get checked because I was afraid to go to the hospital or the doctor's office because to get of
0: checked. The virus? COVID.
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to get
0: it. Yeah. There was that time period where people were like terrified to leave the house.
2: Yeah.
0: Now they're like itching to go to bars or whatever. Right. <laughs> not, Let me out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you have like little kids that don't. I go get out of the house. People yeah. are so stressed out. It's almost over. It's got to be almost over.
2: Hopefully after the elections, right?
0: That's my skepticism, but who knows? I think right after November. Oh, we're good now.
2: (laughs) Fingers crossed. Uh
0: I do have this question. How was your first, second, and third trimester?
2: So my first trimester was really rough. And I think it was rough maybe also because of having to be quarantined and not being able to go to classes and stuff. And I'm very active. I always do yoga. I always do spin classes. I'm just very active. So not being able to go to classes and then having zero energy Mm. and zero motivation to like work out by myself. So I think the first trimester was kind of depressed. I was depressed. I was sleeping a lot.
0: You're like the model of high energy, like glass three quarters full.
2: Well, you know, it was, Sleeping a lot and I wasn't working and I just kind of felt like useless and then nauseous. I was very nauseous. I only got sick once though. Where were you? I was at home because normally I drink 32 ounces of lemon water in the morning and I did that and it
0: just came out. (laughs) That's a lot of ounces of sickness.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. So then. I just started to do lemon water again because I've been afraid. Wow. Yeah, I've been afraid. That scared me. I was oh. like, it came out of my nose and everything. So oh,
0: you know what? Uh, my kids for like a year and a half, they started a company called PJ Lemonade, where they made all sorts of lemonade, really cool ones. Um, Mm. They had really cool flavors. And they made a mojito lemonade, like a blueberry habanero pepper lemonade. They're all really good with a little vodka. But anyway, so the...
2: You said they're good with a little bit of vodka?
0: Yeah, they're selling more to the parents than to the kids. And so... (laughs) And they would take all their money and buy pajamas for kids who didn't have a warm, comfortable pair of pajamas. So they called it PJ Lemonade. And then um, oh. people, when they would set up their little lemonades then they bottled it. It was very professional. They would just give them money, and they wouldn't want the lemonades, a lot of the people. So they're like, how come you don't take lemonade? Like They were offended and like, oh, we're trying to cut down on sugar. So they made a spiced lemon water that's ah. kind of amazing. Has like nine different spices in there and cold pressed lemons, and they shut it down for COVID, but we might make you a batch.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm definitely into lemon water, yeah.
0: Um, so second trimester, more energy, do you feel better?
2: Yeah, second trimester, well, because first trimester I was in Colorado, second trimester I went back to LA, and I set up my studio as a little gym, so that was pretty cool, because I had all my stuff there, so I was able to work out, and then I was able to see Ariani. course, oh, They missed her. So yeah, it was a lot better. Second trimester was way better. And I also did a road trip in Mexico.
0: Ooh, yeah. A road trip? Yeah. Through Mexico?
2: Yeah, with some family friends. We started off in Playa del Carmen. So then we went to Tulum. Ooh. And then I think it's called Baclara. Is that
0: like and a then, Greek dessert?
2: No, it's a city it's in Baklava. Mexico.
0: Okay. Do you speak? And Spanish?
2: Chiapas. No, but I'm learning.
0: You are? Okay. I'm fluent, yeah, yeah. so if you need any help.
2: Okay. I <laughs> I'm
0: just fluent with the colors though. I only speak colors.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> amarillo. So like you know, yeah.
1: Amarillo. Azul, amarillo. Azul, yeah. Rojo. I aranja. told that
0: Exactly. You're speaking my language. <laughs> Verde. Rosa. Rojo. Verde. So, we were, I hired somebody and I was like, oh yeah, I speak fluent Spanish. And I was like, just the colors. And she was testing me on all the colors. And then um, she was like purple. And I was like, purpura. And she's like, what? (laughs) It's morada. I'm like, no, it's purpura. So the way I learned the colors, somebody gave my kid a uh, little teddy bear that when he squeezes Different paws. He says, Red is rojo. And then he's got a purple pod, and you squeeze the purple and it goes, Purple is purpura. But I didn't realize purpura is more of like a medical illness kind of purple, like when your skin turns (laughs) bluish purple. I was like, Where is this bear from? (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: awesome.
0: And now Um, your third trimester, now?
2: Third trimester. So. Third trimester is good. A little less energy, not as much. And I've been doing a lot of organizing. And I also feel—I don't know if you feel the same way, Ariani—but I feel like third trimester. I've been really like hormonal. I, I don't know. Like I've been a little bit more hormonal,
1: like a little way? bit more.
2: Um, just more sensitive, I guess. But maybe it's just because I'm a Pisces. And Pisces are
0: sensitive. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, I'm a little uh, nervous for what happens after you have the baby. That's when my wife really. Me too. Kind of sensitive.
2: I'm, me too. Believe I don't me. want to date been, myself, but
0: after we had the baby, she would open up her email and it would be like, you've got mail and she would be weepy because <laughs> she was so touched by that. <laughs> yeah. We had AOL. Some people still have AOL. I I don't think it comes same day. I think you gotta wait a few days for it to get there. Anyway, I think we gotta take a break. Let's take a break and come back and find out what y'all are planning for labor and delivery. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Rochelle and Ariani, and both of you are in your third trimester, getting ready for birth. Rochelle, when did you start thinking about what kind of birth you want to have?
2: Probably, like, in my 20s. <laughs> oh,
0: you've been thinking about it for a long time? People do. Sometimes it's like the wedding, where you're, like, nine years old, dreaming about your wedding.
2: Right, well, I was inspired. I was inspired by a friend, a really close friend of mine. Um, her name is Chandis. I've always looked up to her. She's amazing, she's this amazing human. And I've always looked up to her. She has two boys now, both natural births and then they're both home births. And she's actually also pregnant. She's, oh, wow. uh, she, yeah, she's a week before Ariani, So she's hoping to give birth this Sunday. So, you know. Um, a very
0: specific uh, target. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she told me about it and I was really fascinated about it. So then I watched the documentary, The Business of Being Born, and
0: a Ricky got you.
2: Yeah, she got me. And I, I decided that I definitely wanted to do a natural birth. But at first, I was thinking of a birthing center, but then I decided to go with a home birth because I guess at a birthing center, they release you three hours. After you have the baby, yeah. so I wouldn't want to like leave three hours later with a three-hour-old baby. So then I chose Nina as my doula, and so Nina was explaining to me like how you know the midwives who do at-home births—they take everything that they have at the birthing center to your house,
0: like so duffel it's... bags of equipment.
2: <laughs> yeah. So then I ended up talking to a few different midwives, and then I decided to go with my midwife Abby. And she made me feel so comfortable. She made me feel like, okay, this is the right choice. I'm really excited about doing a home birth. By the way, who's due
0: with her third kid like today or something like that?
2: Oh, she is? Is I
0: mean, she's due like in the next week, I think. Yeah. So she's going to have her kid recover and then come catch your kid.
2: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Um. But I I don't know. I guess because of the fact that she's pregnant and then like when I talked to to her, we literally talked for over an hour on the phone and I just loved her. And then I was like, she's going to have just gone through this. So she's going to probably be really like compassionate and gentle with me. Or just really
0: hormonal. We'll we'll find (laughs) out.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about this. I'm really happy with the choice I made and...
0: I've been honored to attend birth with both of them, not yeah. together, but at separate births, and I think they're both really fantastic, so. what well,
2: you might be going to one today's. with both of them. <gasps> might
0: be the first you guys- one, yeah, know, with everybody. <laughs> I gotta watch out, a room full of very hormonal people scares me, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do my best. Whoa. I'll wear my mouth guard in case I get punched. <laughs> Are there parts that you're excited about, parts that you're nervous about? Who else is coming?
2: So I'm going to have Carson come, Carson Meyer there.
0: She's taking Uh, pictures.
2: Yeah, she's going to take pictures. She's going to do the video, and she's going to be taking photographs.
0: I'll be sketching things with my pen. It's because you're like uh, the master shooter, so it's kind of a lot of pressure on her. Like when I adjust a a chiropractor (laughs) who's been doing it for 30 years, so it's like, ooh, I'll break a sweat.
2: Aw, no, no pressure. And then possibly you and Abby and Nina. So that will be the like.
0: That's such an amazing team.
2: And then my partner, obviously. And then my sister. I would love to have my sister there. If I could get her there. I just don't know.
0: She's not in LA or?
2: No, she lives in New Mexico. So I guess flying out. Yeah, Breaking (laughs) Bad. I remember her. Who?
0: Your sister, because I watched the whole Breaking Bad.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'm she actually must... watching it right now. Oh, or not you right are. now, but yeah. I just watched the Better Call Saul.
0: Oh, Better Call Saul, the spinoff, it's the prequel. It's
2: so good. It's so good. It's really They're good. All,
0: I just love that whole series. Yeah.
2: It's really all right. Good. So
0: you got a great team.
2: I have an amazing team.
0: Which one of these is not like the other? I feel like a fly in the wall with that incredible team of woman power you surrounded yourself with
2: i mean i don't even know how i like i'm just really grateful that i found all of them
0: carson yeah, told me so. she just saw you singing and been bouncing around and she's like i got to take pictures at her birth <laughs> <laughs> are there parts you're nervous about and also yeah. are you going to be in water are you going to be on land i mean obviously so, we don't
2: know until you get there but well i'm wanting to do water i want to do a water birth but then my friend Chanda's told me her two boys her home birth. She planned for water, the water birth, but then she ended up not wanting to get into the water. So that we'll happens. see what happens. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited, but I, I am nervous. I'm nervous because it's huge. You know, you're having a baby and he's coming through your portal. I call my vagina, oh. my portal now. Okay, we have the octagon
0: girls in <laughs> the portals. Yeah. You just have your own terminology. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you know? He... Nobody can say that actual anatomical word with a straight face. I don't know why it's such a weird word.
2: Wait, which word? Vagina? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Everybody's got their name for it. So your portal, <laughs> you're worried about your portal?
2: Yeah. But I'm reading this book called Hypnobirthing. It's really good. So it's taken off a lot of anxiety about it. And it's made me feel a lot more comfortable. And I'm working with Nina on Hypnobirthing as well. Oh, amazing. So you know, I'm ready to breathe the baby out. Maybe even own the baby out. You know, um, that's
0: my goal. <laughs> I love it. You know what the first, <laughs> my memory of you is the first time I met you, you had that mask that was like a big mouth. Yeah. The pandemic the lips. mask. <laughs> yeah, the lips. And then when you're talking, they were like moving around. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is surreal. I'm <laughs> to be so I think, you know, the good news is your portal's meant to transmit people from one place to another. So
2: exactly. So it's, it's built I, for that. So I think I'm nervous about the like, okay, so in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe this won't be as painful as like I had imagined it before, but there's definitely gonna still be pressure because I've watched some home birth videos and I mean, they're, they're really beautiful. I've cried a couple of times. But it also is making me feel like, okay, so I have this idea of like oming the baby out and being super like breathing and then it, he's just going to come through if I let my contractions, like just letting him come through and not resisting. But then when I watch these videos, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. it looks a little bit harder than what I'm imagining it now. So. Um,
0: you yeah, might cuss I, it through. You might cuss <laughs> it right through your body, through your portal. <laughs> but are you open-minded, like, if things come up that you have a plan B, like a more medical yeah, environment? Yeah.
2: Well, of course. Like, I am definitely, like, if something was to come up, like, if I had to be rushed to the doctor, or to the hospital, you know, I would have to go. I don't really have the plan B yet, though. I haven't, like, sat down and, like, wrote down the whole plan. I'm going to do that with my next meeting with Abby. Okay. So, at my sense. next meeting. Yeah. So I guess like the after, like after giving birth, like how sore I'm going to be and how my body is going to feel. I think that's also something that I'm a little concerned about, like how long it's going to take to bounce back.
0: That's fair. I mean, I think Ariani said this, that when you're, Go into pregnancy and birth pretty fit and healthy. Your body usually recovers pretty quickly. There's exceptions to every rule, but that's a pretty good general rule from everything I've seen. All that working out and exercise and eating well, it serves you really well in your recovery. So,
2: yeah,
0: I think there's a good chance you'll be pleasantly surprised.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of Ariane back there, let's talk about your birth. Plan. When did you start thinking about what you want to do and what's influenced you and where did you land?
1: I don't know. I've just never seen myself doing a home birth. My mother used to work at a birthing center. So I don't know. I'm very comfortable in like medical situations. I've had breast augmentation twice. I just feel a little bit more comfortable with having the doctor at hand, I guess. And I really weird
0: that. I'm wondering why you would do it twice.
1: Oh, just different implants.
0: <laughs> you take them out and put in a new set.
1: Yeah, I had a scar tissue around my first set so I had to get them replaced.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, back to you.
1: Yeah, and I also watched The Business of Being Born and honestly it did the opposite for me. It made me more nervous and like more scared and like I don't know, I just feel more comfortable in a hospital setting. I do have Nina as my doula and I have my partner who's super supportive and like very zen in his own way. So I feel like I'm in good hands and I've been doing the hypnobirthing stuff too. So I feel a lot more confident than I did before. Like before I was like super scared of the whole process. But now I just feel like, okay, it's definitely going to be a journey and it's definitely going to have its ups and downs and a lot of surprises, I'm sure. But I think that no matter what happens, it's going to be beautiful and I'm going to be able to hold my baby and I'm just so excited for it as well.
0: I mean, it's cool that you went from fearful to excited. Was that through the process of hypnobirthing or hypnosis, or were there yeah, other it was things?
1: The process of hypnobirthing and just just facing the fact that you have to kind of like breathe through the waves of everything that's going on instead of like resisting. And in my life, I'm very like controlling. I like control every aspect of my life. I'm very driven. I'm very like by the book kind of. So for me, birthing is just like, it's so unknown, but I've been able to embrace that. Like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but either way, it's going to be beautiful no matter what happens. And yeah, hypnobirthing really did make me excited about it.
0: That's very cool. I mean, obviously you're little bestie friends here and you're both pretty strong, healthy fit. And what's really cool is that you both have a different environment that makes you feel safe right? So Rochelle seems to feel safer in her home environment. You feel safer in a more medical environment with a medical safety blanket behind you. But it's also interesting that you're bringing the same tools that you're both bringing in hypnobirthing with the same doula, you know, the same doula that's working with you guys, Nina. And when you guys come back to share your individual birth stories, Nina said she'll join us too. So that's kind of awesome because a lot of times when I interview people about their birth story and we don't have another witness there, There's a lot that's kind of like blurry for you because at some point your conscious mind sort of hopefully turns off and you just go into that hardwired primal information part of your brain that just knows exactly how to give birth and so the consciousness doesn't really remember clear details sometimes but also you both work out I mean Ariana you work out a lot and you push yourself through what must be intense workouts uh, physically challenging painful sometimes and so you know labor also it's very intense typically I mean I've seen a whole lot of them and with rare exception they never looked relaxed and mellow (laughs) it was a little bit more intense than that but it's the same thing it's like mind over matter i think for your workouts like when you push yourself and you feel the burn and you you push through that burn and you keep going to you get to the goal that you're looking for i think that's like a good way good preparation you appreciate intensity for a good cause and you don't run away from it so um i don't know i'm excited for both of you i think it'll probably be Kind of amazing. Who else is coming with you? You can only bring two people to the hospital now, right? So it's, uh, yeah. it's your partner. my
1: partner and Nina. Yeah. And your
0: and I'm kind
1: of happy about that because I don't think I would want my mom there because I don't know how she's going to react. I've never had a baby, but I feel like she would be, like, freaking out and, like, super protective. And it's such a personal, like, thing for me that I feel good that I have, like, my partner and especially Nina. You know, I don't think Taylor's going to freak out, but just in case he did, like at least Nina's there to like help him through it. But I know he's going to be great. So,
0: yeah, my doula was amazing at the first birth. We have four kids. My first one, we are just getting into pregnancy care. So I didn't really know that much. And I wouldn't say I was freaking out, but I didn't know how to be very helpful. And my doula was so good at giving me things that I could do to support my wife while she was giving birth. And I thought that was really helpful. And then we had this episode where I was eating popcorn and one of the husks got into my gum and I was like freaking out. She opened her little magic doula bag (laughs) and she had a toothpick and she saved the birth for me. So those doulas, you never know. They're like Boy Scouts. They have everything. They're totally prepared. Yeah. Do you have anything, like, going into it, anything that you're nervous about? or
1: My nervousness just comes with, like, the aftercare, mostly of, like, the baby. I'm super protective, and I don't want to get into it, but, like, vaccines and all that stuff, like, super protective over that. And also, like, my body, you know, how it's going to feel, how I'm going to feel being sleep-deprived and... Not only that, I'm going to be in pain, but I know that it's all worth it, and I know that it's going to go away. So
0: That's why I try really hard to torture you guys with the deep tissue massage (laughs) so that when you give birth, you'll be like, oh, this is not a big deal.
1: Yeah, that's what I keep thinking. I'm just like, (laughs) breathe like it's Dr. Berlin's massages. (laughs) Perfect.
0: You guys are amazing. A lot of fun, a lot of energy, and very inspiring to me, both of you. One day I hope to have half as much energy as either of you. Tell me where we can find you. Ariane, where can we find you online?
1: On my Instagram at Ariane Celeste.
0: And Rochelle, where do you hang out online? In the web, in the Uh, sphere?
1: I
2: have an Instagram too. It's Rochelle Monet Photo.
0: Ooh, that's why I couldn't get that. It was already taken. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be Rochelle Monet Photo too. Photos. I love the fact that both of you are committed to coming back separately and sharing your birth stories. You know, you never know how it goes. I always say the birth plan is kind of like a flowchart on page one. You put the most natural birth you can think that you might want to try having, which Ariani for you is, seems like not too interventive birth at the hospital, and Rochelle, I am not too into birth at home. And then it's a flowchart, like once the journey starts, you're kind of like trying to steer a hot air balloon It's not very precise. So the wind right. can blow one way or the other, either way you get to your destination that you're looking for. And hopefully, you've left yourself some flexibility in case you need to have it. I really appreciate you both coming on and sharing your story. And at home, I appreciate you for tuning into our podcast. For more pregnancy parenting media and information, visit us on Instagram at Dr. Berlin. That's D O C T O R B E R L I N. See you on Instagram at Dr. Berlin.